It's a beautiful Friday afternoon. That's the second of uh, June, if I have my dates correct. Uh, that is uh, uh, 2023. Only coming to you from our headquarters in the International Department of International Relations and Cooperation, uh, beaming live from South Africa, the capital city of the country. That is uh, the city of Tswane. Uh, if you like, you can call it Pretoria. You are welcome to do that. And this is Ubuntu Radio, South Africa's public diplomacy in action. And you are tuned in to the midday conversation, African Insight. And uh, I'll tell you something about African Insight a little uh, a short while before we start, because we have some good news for you. But uh, yeah, welcome and uh, thanks to our content producer Mbega Zelimazibugo for putting this show together. And on the technical side, of course, we do have Sean Mlaudzi that made possible, that makes possible this show uh, that comes to you, as we said, beaming live from the capital of South Africa. As I said, it's a beautiful Tuesday or Friday afternoon here on the 2nd of June. What caught your eye? A um, lot has been happening on the continent, I should say. Uh, we did have, I think, on the 29th, uh, the new president of Nigeria, uh, Bola Tinubu, has been sworn in as the president. Uh, I think he's about 71. Yes, I think this is a conversation we need to have, Bex. Uh, leaders are old and getting sworn in. Uh, but yeah, uh, on the 29th, he was sworn in as the new uh, president of the of Nigeria after a disputed election that took place uh, not long ago. And we did have on the 31st, uh, President of Zimbabwe, President Emerson Mnangwangwa, uh, that announced that also Zim's, Zim will be taking to the polls on the 23rd of August this year to elect their uh, presi- the presidential election as well as parliamentary our parliamentary elections that will take place on the 23rd. Um, if you are Zim in diaspora or Zimbabwean in diaspora, are you going home to vote? I think we should um, all go and do the right thing, cast our voice in a ballot. Um, yeah, that's what caught our mind, that's what caught our eye this week. What caught your mind, let us know. Our hashtag is Midday Conversation, hashtag Midday Conversation. I know previously we used to say Midday Conversation AI, remove the AI now. We're only flowing with the Midday Conversation and let us know what caught your mind. Uh, let's take a quick short break and we're going to introduce the segment and start with our good guests that are in the studio with us. Honoring the youth of 1976, commemorating the role of the youth in South Africa's liberation. June is Youth Month in South Africa and Ubuntu Radio celebrates this important day and month with the youth of South Africa, Africa and the diaspora. And the diaspora. We will focus on Youth Month activities and celebrations across all shows this month of June. Join in the celebration of the youth on Ubuntu Radio. Youth, moving South Africa forward. Wouldn't you like to explore a country where two worlds intersect, where first world infrastructure meets an emerging market, where diversity is celebrated through its people and its sectors, where one of the most powerful economies in Africa embraces new opportunities? where science and technology enjoy rapid advancement, a land where innovation creates a dynamic environment for growth. The world's leader in mining and minerals, with nearly 90% of all the platinum metals on Earth and around 41% of all the world's gold. Home to 11 Nobel Peace Prize winners. And with the most UNESCO World Heritage Sites in Africa, 
it is one of only two countries in the world to have hosted three different World Cups, where a market of almost 60 million people provide you with the perfect springboard to access a continent of 1.3 billion people. It's where the impossible is made possible. Welcome to South Africa, a land of endless possibilities. A truly inspiring country. Welcome to the future. Invest in South Africa. Powered by Brand South Africa. Welcome back and thank you for staying with us. We are still tuned in to Ubuntu Radio. Um, uh, this show is called the Midday Conversation African Insight. And you're with me, Vusi Maupa, coming to you from Pretoria. Um, yeah, today we have good news for you. Some of our listeners have been asking for more and we listened. Um, uh, we have good news. So instead, the show is going to be a little bit longer and we want you to please stay with us throughout the show. Um, we have good news where we're going to introduce a new, fresh and a fascinating segment called The Selling Point. Uh, we'll tell you more about it a little, little bit later on. Uh, you don't want to miss that one. But before that, we have our usual African insight where, as we normally say, that this show is really about trying to um, get as much economic news uh, or provide you information uh, that is accurate and interesting uh, from an African perspective. And we want to, it is in fact the wellspring or the source of the African economic news and knowledge to you, citizens, investors, business executives, civil society leaders, as well as public officials. And we pride and commit ourselves to giving you um, delivering information on the latest financial developments, as well as the analysis with our guests on the economic and social development as well as assess and interrogate some of the political risks or the risks that are related to the developments um, in the sectors that we are focusing on. Talking about the sectors and, uh, that we're focusing on, you heard before, uh, just before we came in, there was an ad there that played uh, telling you about the currencies. So we thought, why not speak about... Um, Something that affects our pocket, that hits hard on our pocket, uh, the money, uh, money, money, money. Uh, we want to talk about the current upgrade that we recently saw coming from the South African Reserve Bank. And uh, I mean, if 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 we before we talk about this in detail, I think it is important to outline a few things um, and distinguish between what money and currency. Um, is uh, I think according to different theories would come in and give us those differences. But I think anything that is widely used as a medium of exchange and um, government has sown to it or given the currency some legal status that we do have now as bank notes and coins. Uh, we have different countries using their different currencies. Uh, so currency, in a, in a nutshell, uh, and my guest will correct me here, but it could be seen as a coin, a note, or even an object or physical re representation of what we call money. And we do have that as different societies, we realize that there's a need to streamline our trade and put uh, a single uh, and something that is quite admissible uh, in the society. And as uh, we came up with different currencies or the world came up with different currencies in different uh, countries. So it, this is what we're going to talk about today um, to look at uh, the currencies. Uh, in particular, I want to focus on the new or recently changes that we made 
by the Reserve Bank of South Africa when it comes to currency upgrade. And uh, I think over the years, um, uh, the, this new medium of exchange or the currency was was brought to us to preserve uh, the integrity of money, of course. And this currently, it needs to constantly be upgraded, uh, the currency. And this is done to improve and prevent counterfeiting, which is one of it, and in, in, uh, strengthen some security measures in the currency that is in line with international standards. And we know that counterfeiting not only degrades the currency or the value of money on, in the eyes of the society, but it also causes uh, issues such as inflation and increase in the money supply within the economy, um, as we would normally see in the general prices. I'm not an expert in this. I'm joined in the studio uh, by an expert. If you're looking for someone to explain to you what this means in detail, uh, I'm joined by my expert, uh, Miss Pell Khalehi. Yes, I think I got it correct again. And uh, let me introduce you to Pell, and we'll have a conversation with her. Uh, Miss Pell Khalehi is the head of currency management. Uh, department at the South African Reserve Bank. She is responsible for the management and operation of the entire currency functions within, uh, which includes both banknotes and coins. Uh, and Ms. Khalehi is also responsible, I understand, for the three cash centers of the Reserve Bank, which are responsible for the distribution and processing of banknotes. And we got these from at least the International Association of Currency Affairs. Did I get that correct? Um, please correct me. How are you, Mekhalehe? Uh, Good day. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, you got that correct. Yes. I was afraid. I'm like, I got this bio and I need to make sure it's correct. I'm glad I got it correct. How How is the day been? I understand you guys have been up and down and uh, trying to, I'm not sure, it's uh, put off the fire or uh, spread the good news. We're spreading the good news. Um, <laughs> we're educating, we're um, doing activations so that the members of the public can understand all the security features that we have introduced and go out there with pride and confidence on the upgraded banknotes. So that's what we've been busy with. Ah, you know why I say um, putting off the fire? Maybe let's start by addressing the big elephant in this room. Um, spelling. Did we get that right? Um, I saw some few articles and uh, tabloids uh, saying they should have consulted us. This is not how uh, it's spelled. This is Tsonga or Venda. Did we got it right? Uh, and I think Reserve Bank uh, they respond to that. It is Tsonga on the 100 rand. Yeah. And maybe let me explain the process that the Saab um, takes before the issuance of any new banknotes. So the processes we consult extensively, and one of the organizations that we consult is PENSAUP, that is responsible for the languages in South Africa. Mm. So in 2019 already, we were consulting with PENSAUP for all the languages that you see on the banknotes. We've got 11 languages on the banknotes, two on the back and, and English on the front. Yeah. Um, so that was approved. So we went through the process and that process was approved and those were the languages that we received from PENSAUP. So in terms of consultation, the SAB did the consultation that we have prescribed as the SAB. <laughs> All right, I see. But is the spelling correct? Uh, let's put it to pencil or someone else. 
everything is fine. The spelling is correct as per the expertise from the pencil. There you have it. The spelling is correct. So no more noise. For now on, focus on what the money needs to done to do, and that it uh, ensure that it reaches the point where that it's supposed to uh, be it a shop or be it your banks. And uh, never mind the spelling; it has been when it went through rigorous, as uh, Appel has explained here to us. And uh, yeah, um, for you is really understanding. I think we want to do in this show today. We want to give you that good understanding of um, why do we need to do this currency upgrade from time to time? What does it mean to you and the economy? Um, and and I think and I don't know, Appel uh, is. What's the significance? I know there's a process that you guys undertake um, to consult, as you said, but what's the significance of uh, upgrading a currency in any country? You actually touched on it earlier on. It's to align with international standards, which states that for banknotes, we need to upgrade every six to eight years. For coin, it's every 20 to 30 years. So if you look at our banknotes, they are due for an upgrade. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that technology in this space changes so fast, you'll see security features are changing. And those security features change because we try and curb or be um, advanced in terms of the counterfeit um, and so, so those are the major issues why. The third one is around confidence. You want to instill confidence. You want the integrity of the rent. You want people to know that they can go and transact mm. with this money and they have confidence in it. That's, that's good. Look, you, you speak about technology, right? And we're still using coins and notes. How are we in terms of progressing towards a cutless society in South Africa? Is this the right way that we're following? Or we still use the, this kind of medium of exchange? Digital is advancing, and you see it in South Africa and everywhere else. But the responsibility of any central bank is to afford the members of the public choice. Mm. And that choice mm. is between digital and the physical, which is coins and banknotes. There is in South Africa a segment of the population that really is using banknotes and coin. We see it increasing in terms of cash in circulation, and therefore we need to cater for that. Mm, it makes sense. I'm thinking about someone in my village there in uh, Limpopo. Uh, if we had to uh, migrate to digital, mm. they wouldn't have access to what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So that's this, this digital divide that is, is upon us. True. Uh, yeah, but I hope maybe in the future we'll, we'll get there. Uh, still early though um, uh, to, to, to be there. And uh, talking about w when we do these, uh, these upgrades that are necessitated, you said eight years? Mm -hmm. Eight, um, six to eight years. Six to eight years um, they need to be upgraded. And you guys decide um, whether it's a major upgrade or it's a minor upgrade. Do you want to remove the head of Tata Mandela, that's, your, that's up to you entirely? Yes, that's a decision that the Reserve Bank takes. Okay, but then as eight years, that's, that's a requirement that you need to do. And any impact, if any, into the economic growth or, uh, of the country, does this have any disturbed money flows or it contributes to more money in the economy circulating? 
Where you will see the challenge is that if you do not upgrade, that will lead to counterfeit increasing. When counterfeit increases, it results in financial instability. Mm-hmm. And the role of the SAP is financial stability. People will not use the banknotes because they are counterfeited. They will be worth nothing, and therefore you can't transact with them. The economy cannot. So that's where the impact is if you do not upgrade. Oh, I see, I see, I see. So there's no... Um, direct impact that because now we've upgraded, we should expect X amount of percentage to the economic growth. Not at all. Ah, now it makes sense. We're talking to uh, the head of currency management uh, department at the South African Reserve Bank, Ms. Pel Khalehi, uh, who's joining us live in the studio to talk about, to dissect this important uh, question of uh, the currency upgrade as you'd have seen. Uh, in South Africa, we recently had uh, currency, banknotes, and coins been upgraded. And if you're going to visit South Africa, please try and get uh, hold of those. They look uh, nice, I understand, and uh, something to really look forward to. And we're going to talk more about this uh, after this short break. From Kayalicha to Musina, our money crisscrosses the country, connecting communities. Now, our banknotes and coin look a little different with upgraded security features and new designs celebrating our heritage. But don't worry, your trusted rands with the new designs and the older ones are still worth the same. So go on, use both with confidence. Our money, our pride. SA Reserve Bank, connecting us. It's Sekbin Bush. All over your radio. This is Pastime Paradise. You get the best of my love for the rest of my life. Tea connection. Now, still to come, we have the Pastime Paradise uh, power play. And today, I feature the mystery artist of the day is back. So, I'm going to be giving you clues as to who our mystery artist of the day is. And you tell me who this artist is, right? <laughs> but for now, I'm going to be playing you two songs, one South African, one American. The bass line is almost the same. So you tell me. You tell me if South African music is not the best. Yes, Papa Machene. I'm still in love with you. Pastime Paradise, Sundays, 12 to 3 p.m. Central African Time. We just couldn't make it Welcome back to Ubuntu Radio. Uh, that is, uh, this is the midday conversation, African Inside, with myself, Vusi Maupa. We're coming to you from Pretoria. Beautiful uh, Friday afternoon. And thank you for staying with us in this important conversation that we're having with our guest, uh, Pell, from the Reserve Bank. And for those that has joined, just joined us, uh, we have Ms. Pell Khalehe, who's the head of the current management department at the South African Reserve Bank. Uh, we're talking about... Uh, the recently upgraded currency uh, that the Reserve Bank has introduced in the market that we should all start embracing um, going forward. And I'm not sure if I'm right, uh, Ms. Khalil, if I'm saying it's upgraded. Uh, this is not a new currency, or should we say new? It's not new, it's upgraded. 
And the reason it's upgraded is you'll see we kept um, a few security features. We kept a few things for familiarity. Mm. The colors are predominantly something that we have kept. The sizes, I know people were not aware that size is important. And that's for the um, visually impaired that they can differentiate between the denominations. We've also, on the front of the banknote, kept the image of the late President Madiba. Mm. So hence, this is an upgrade and not a new banknote series. Makes sense. So if you overhaul the currency, uh, you change colors, you change, you decide to put my head there, um, or you put something else, then it becomes new. New, completely. You don't have to change the czar or you don't have to change the rent for it to be new you can no. change things that are in the note or coins yes uh talk about things in the note <clears throat> in the note or coin excuse me what are some of the distinctive features that the new currency uh, coins as well as the notes have uh, compared to what we had before maybe let me start with the bank notes um the banknote you will see we have introduced a family of the big five on the back. Mm. Previously, we only used to have the normal big five animals. Now we have a family. The second thing is the preamble to the constitution. If All you right. look on the front of the portrait of Madiba and at the back, we've got that in micro lettering. That means in small text. So that's the preamble. Um, we've got the watermark previous and the watermark you'll see it when you left the bank note to the light previously we used to you will see the portrait of Madiba yes, again yes. and right now you'll <clears throat> see the image of one of the big, fi uh, big fives and the denomination numeral we also enhanced some features for the um, visually impaired mm. Um, as I said, there is a lot of consultations that we do with various stakeholders, mm -hmm. and the Association of the Blind is one of those. So we have what we call tactile marks. Tactile marks are race printing so that those that are visually impaired can feel it. Right. What we have enhanced now is that it, they fill the gaps in between the tactile marks. So on the 10 rand, it's on the short edge of the, of the denomination, and there's one gap. Hmm. The 20 rand is also on the short edge. There's two gaps. So they make the distinction. When they fill two gaps on the short edge, they'll know that it is a 20 rand. If you look at the higher denominations, 50, 100, and 200, it's on the long edge. And again, we start with one gap. So the 50 has got one gap, the 100 has got two gaps, and the 200 has got three gaps. Um, so that's one of the things that we have enhanced. We have also, for the visually impaired, mm -hmm. enhanced what we call the um, see-through perfect registration. All right. This is a feature that um, for you and I will see it when we again hold the banknotes to the light. It, you will see the perfect full picture of the um, one of the big fives. But what we added to it is the elementary shapes. So you'll see around the animal, you'll have the diamond shape for the 10 rand. 
you'll have the rectangle for the 20 up to the oval for the 200 rand. That assists the partially sighted because that's how they learn. They learn things according to the shapes. Mm. So that's one thing that we incorporated as well. That is the enhancement. We still kept the feel features. Those are the race print. If you feel around the face of Madiba, you'll feel that it's a race print. It's a bit rough. If you feel around the um, written word, South African Reserve Bank, the signature of the governor, the coat of arms, um, you'll feel that it's a race printing. Those are some of the things. The substrate is still the same. Earlier on, you asked, did we change the paper that we used for for, for our banknotes, mm. it's called substrate, so we haven't changed it. It's still cotton substrate. You would see in different countries, um, Australia, Singapore, they've got plastic. It's yeah. called polymer. We're still keeping the cotton substrate. Um, there's ad- other features where you t- you have to tilt the banknote to see these features. On there, we've got a spark life true spin. It's around the um, corner of the banknote, and if you tilt it, you'll see it changes color, mm. but also the security thread changes the same way, so they move in tandem. Those are some of the good for security features that we've introduced on the banknotes. And 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 Mechadeh says some, and I'm listening to her. Whew. Yeah, there's a lot has changed. <laughs> it's a whole lot, lot has changed. This is all in one note. Yes. My Indeed. goodness. All in one note. Well done. This is quite an improvement. And now it means you're gonna you need to um, do awareness and campaign and teach the blind community or the blind mm-hmm. people on how to interpret and fill these um, these notes. And that goes beyond our visually impaired people. Um, Yes, we need to show them because previously we just used to have one arrow for the 10 rand, two arrows for the 20 rand. And that's how they used to um, know the, the, the differentiation between the denomination. In our consultation, we were told you could possibly be blind and also be diabetic, And therefore, your hands are not as dry as somebody who is not diabetic. So for that reason, when you have one arrow or two, when the bank notes um, um, is used long in the market, they become dirty, they soil. And therefore, that race printing, you will not be able to feel it. And hence, now we move to the gaps in between the race print. Sure. Yeah, no. Um, looking forward to touching it, and uh, when I touch it, that the first person in my mind will be you. How to fill the gaps and and stuff. Hopefully, um, uh, I, I'll be able to feel it. My hands are uh, uh, have the good texture, are dry enough <coughs> to 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 feel it. And uh, yeah, I'm glad that the feature that we use um, to take the 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 thingy. I remember when we pay in the taxi. The driver, if they in suspicion, will lift up your your, your money and yes. look at it up in the sun and see if it's legit or not. So I'm glad that still remains, right? It still remains. That's a good security feature to 
be able to to authenticate our banknotes. And I'll see a giraffe now or something else that comes. <laughs> the big the, five. The big five. So you'll still see a rhino, you'll still see a lion, the head of the lion. Yeah. Ah, no, this is beautiful. Tell me about the old ones. What what happens to the <clears throat> the old uh, notes and coins? Are they going to um, stop circulating? If so, when are we expecting them to stop the circulation? In South Africa, we do not demonetize, meaning that all the series of banknotes are still legal tender. You touched on it earlier on. So feel free to use your old um, banknotes. You can still transact in those. You, we still have the confidence on those banknotes, and they are not going anywhere. Ah, that's good, that's good. Some of us still have our old money. I mean, you can imagine to some of us that's still bank under the mattress. Um, <laughs> the administration of having to run to the bank and exchange them for the new ones, that could be uh, some uh, some uh, effort there. And uh, the rolling out, are you? is it regionally? Are you going to provinces, communities um, to tell them? Or even the pushing the new nodes, are you going strategically by regions or by province to put in the new notes in circulation? The decision from the sub was to stagger it. So um, we launched on the 3rd of May, and on the 4th we had three denominations from the banknotes. So the 10, the 20, and the 100 were already in circulation from the 4th. Now, today, actually, the 50 and the 200 are out in circulation. That's the staggering that we did. And we followed the same thing with the coin. Um, we had few denomination, 10 cents, the 1 rand, the 2, two rand, and the 5 rand were out on the 4th of May. And now on the 1st, the 20 cent and the 50 cent is out. In terms of reach and education, it's throughout all the nine provinces, so we are on the ground. There are posters if you go into the retail stores, there'll be posters that we have made. If you go into the commercial banks, you will also find that. So it's throughout, and we are doing a lot of media so that mm -hmm. people can understand all the security features. And again, it's to have confidence on our banknotes. It's building that in integrity on our currency. Thank you. And we see the integrity. Uh, it's, there's nothing painful than having been robbed, arriving at home and uh, you're sitting with a bunch of stash of papers instead of the real currency. Now that uh, we know what to expect and we know how to distinguish, that's quite uh, a good development to us. So 2031, we expect yet another upgrade, I suppose. Uh, by then, you said eight years, uh, so there should be one. You have, have you started thinking about 2030 right now or are you focusing on this one? For now, we're just focusing on the launch and ensuring that the members of the public understand fully. Um, the activations that we're doing is called Know Your Money. We really would want the members of the public to look at it, to feel it, to tilt, so that they can make the determinations, especially around the features that have changed, so that they are clear. We haven't touched on coin. Let me touch on coin. Coin, we have changed 
the theme. The theme of the coin is called Deep Ecology. You'll see that um, on the Tencent, for example, we've got the honeybee. So we want to make sure that it is a an authentic Tencent mm. from the Reserve Bank. You can use it, you can trust it. So that's the education. Um, so for now, we're concentrating on the education. We'll think about the future in due course. <laughs> oh, that's good. And uh, you spoke about the process, Ella, and this is my last one, I think. And when you spoke about the process, if you have Isabella that wants to, uh, has ideas on how the next note or the next coin should look, do you take public inputs into thinking about the new look and feel of the coin or the note? Oh, I can imagine. We've got 60 million people in <laughs> South Africa. Yeah. I'm not sure how the banknotes and the coin would look like if we have to consider each and every one's inputs. But I can assure you that we do. Um, we consult um, widely for that matter so that it's not just um, a sub but it's something that is owned by everyone in the country and everyone is proud to use and to have those banknotes and coins. Mm, that makes perfect sense. All right, there you have it. Um, from eight, eight years from now, look out for the new development upgrade uh, that is, but for now, uh, focus on what we have. Go out there and look out for the 50 rands and circulations or whatever um, that you will find. Um, be aware and be aware of the attempts to uh, to rob you um uh, Pearl has beautifully outlined the f- the security features that you can look out for and uh, yeah make sure you don't get scammed for the lack of any better way to use the real money because the south african economy needs you it needs that money in circulation and yeah don't bend the old ones not yet at least uh, still use them and uh, they're still much much more relevant than as well as these these new ones uh, this goes for both coins and the nodes. Um, Sis Pell, thank you so much for being with us today and spending some time to really unpack this important development that you guys have had in the bank. Thank you for inviting the sub. Go use that money. Our money, our pride. Our money, our pride. The advert is out there for you to listen to. And uh, yeah, how, how do they interact with you or with the sub, um, uh, the public that is? Um, they can go through to the website. We also have an app, which is an interesting one. We have an app where they can see all the security features. And on the app, we also have the previous banknotes so that they can see the difference in terms of the previous version and the current version. So please, um, on App Store, download it and use it and get to understand our banknotes and our coin. Go do the right thing. Go to the app and download that. Otherwise, you do welcome to visit the rest bank at .co.za for you to get all the latest information. That is Miss Pell Khalehi, the head of currency management development at the South African Reserve Bank of South Africa. But did I say South African Reserve Bank of South Africa? I think mm-hmm. it's South African Reserve Bank. That is. Thank you so much for joining us and. Uh, yeah, we're looking forward to more engagements with you as well as if anything that changes or something you want to communicate, this is your home. Uh, we can't wait to uh, engage with you in the near future. Thank you. Thank you. And let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll be back with the next interesting segment that I warned you about. You don't want to miss this one. 
Honoring the youth of 1976, commemorating the role of the youth in South Africa's liberation, June is Youth Month in South Africa and Ubuntu Radio celebrates this important day and month with the youth of South Africa, Africa and the diaspora. And the diaspora. We will focus on Youth Month activities and celebrations across all shows this month of June. Join in the celebration of the youth on Ubuntu Radio. Youth, moving South Africa forward. From Kayalicha to Musina, our money crisscrosses the country, connecting communities. Now our banknotes and coin look a little different, with upgraded security features and new designs celebrating our heritage. But don't worry, your trusted rands with the new designs and the older ones are still worth the same. So go on, use both with confidence. Our money, our pride. SA Reserve Bank, connecting us. You are still tuned in into the midday conversation. Uh, this is African Inside on Ubuntu Radio. My name is Vusi Maupa. So good to be with you. What did you make of the conversation that we had just had with uh, uh, MapHel from South African Reserve Bank, talking about banknotes, uh, the new changes, security features, something that are uh, quite interesting. Uh, if you've uh, held a note before, let me know. Let us know on hashtag Midday Conversation. Uh, you can react to what we spoke about. Do you think this is a good way to go? That every at least eight years we change uh, these currencies or we change the nodes for security features. Do you think we should keep the old ones and maybe upgrade just there and there? Uh, let us know. Hashtag Midday Conversation. If you think it's a good way or to go, please still. Uh, that's a hashtag uh, Midday Conversation. You can tag Ubuntu Raiders at A for us to get the reactions. Uh, then, as we always do, and uh, now we're gonna go to our inside on African markets with Sipesile um, uh, Sitole, that's our resident economist, will tell us what's going on in the African market. Majobe, uh, how are things going on the African market? And good afternoon to our listeners. You're listening to CPC Sazitolo with Insight on African Markets, jumping right straight to it. Tinubu has been sworn in as Nigeria's president. Bola Tinubu was sworn in as Nigeria's president on Monday at a ceremony in the capital Abuja under the cloud of a disputed election and under pressure to quickly improve economy and security conditions. Two of Tinubu's main opponents in the February election are challenging his victory on the basis of fraud claims and a tribal will on Tuesday start hearing their main arguments. A ruling is not expected before September. Former President Buhari Tassitra and former military ruler leaves Africa's biggest economy and most populous nations deeply divided. Tinubu inherits a struggling economy with record debt, shortages of foreign exchange, a fuel and a weak Naira currency near two decades high inflation, skeletal power supplies and falling oil production due to crude theft and underinvestment. A former Lagos state government, Tinubu has promised to be a better steward of the economy. Zimbabwe turns towards black market as inflation rises. Zimbabweans are feeling the wrath of high inflation. The rate of inflation in the southern African country now stands at 131% in the month of May. Locals are now helpless as they are now forced to search for cheaper products as a way to survive the overpriced goods at major supermarkets. In these shops, the coal trucks lie the solution to their demise as they can buy cheaper products compared to top large supermarkets. Zimbabwe has enjoyed years of fluctuating value of currencies worsened by adoption of the U.S. dollar. Many Zimbabweans are now shunning away from the major stores that experience frequent fluctuating currency rates when converting to the local Zim dollar. 
The black market is also taking a toll on the local Zim dollar, with economists warning of a further deterioration of the local currency if not regulated. Kenya and Russia to sign trade pact, President Ruto says. Kenya will sign a trade pact with Russia aimed at boosting cooperation between businesses. Russia has stepped up to drive to boost economic ties with Africa to help offset a big chill in the relations with the West prompted by its invasion of the Ukraine and plans to hold an Africa-Russia summit in St. Peter's in July. Kenya's president said in the statement that the bilateral trade with Russia was still low despite the potential and the pact it would give the business the necessary impetus. It did not say when the pact might be sealed or give details on what it might encompass. Russia currently sells mostly grain fertilizers to Kenya. Kenya's president said Lavov was on his way to Cape Town for a first June meeting of foreign ministers of the BRICS group of emerging economies, which comprises of Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa. Uganda's president approves tough new anti-LGBTQ law. Ugandan President Yoweri has signed into one of the law's world's strictest anti-homosexuality measures drawing widespread condemnation from within the country and internationally. Same-sex relations were already illegal in Uganda as they are in more than 30 African countries, but the new law goes much further in targeting lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender and queer people. It imposes capital punishment for some behavior, including having gay sex when HIV positive and stipulates a 20-year sentence for promoting homosexuality. The amended version said that identifying as gay would not be criminalized, but engaging in acts of homosexuality would be an offense punishable with life imprisonment. South Africa's central bank flags risk of capital outflows and sanctions. South Africa's central bank has warned of risk to the country's financial stability due to capital outflows and the possibility of sanctions following a U.S. diplomat's accusation of supplying weapons to Russia to aid its campaign in Ukraine. This risks, along with the threat of the great failure due to repeated power cuts and the persistent high inflation, have increased systematic risk to the financial system, the South African Reserve Bank said in its buy-and-now health check on Monday. In February, the country was also put on a grey list by the Financial Action Task Force, an intergovernmental financial crime watchdog, to force it to implement standards to prevent money laundering and terrorism financing. The Financial Action Task Force grey listing and poor local economic conditions have brought down foreign participation in South African government bonds to 25% from 42% in the last five years, said the South African Reserve Bank's Financial Stability Review. It's a wrap for me. Catch us again next week. Same place, same time on DSTV Channel Triple Eight. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much, Majobe, on that African uh, insight or insight on African market. So many things are happening now um, in the African market. And as we heard from Sipersitli, some things are not looking good. And as far as the economic developments, inflation, repo rates, uh, let us know what uh, is happening in your world. Hashtag midday conversation. African Insider, just use the hashtag Midday Conversation and tag Ubuntu Radio ZA. Uh, I'm Vusi Maupa on all the social media platforms. You can do tag me there. Uh, there. Let's take a quick break and when we return, we're going to tell you, uh, look back into history, what happened uh, in history this week. It's Sek Bin Bush. Sek Bin Bush. All over your radio. This, this is Pastime Paradise. You get the best of my love for the rest of my life. Tea Connection. Now, still to come, we have the Pastime Paradise uh, Power Play. And today, our uh, feature, the mystery artist of the day is back. 
So I'm going to be giving you clues as to who our mystery artist of the day is. And you tell me who this artist is, right? <laughs> but for now, I'm going to be playing you two songs, one South African, one American. The bass line is almost the same. So you tell me. You tell me if South African music is not the best. Yes, Papa Machene. I'm still in love with you. Pastime Paradise, Sundays, 12 to 3 p.m. Central African Time. We just couldn't make it. From Kayalicha to Musina, our money crisscrosses the country, connecting communities. Now, our banknotes and coin look a little different. With upgraded security features and new designs celebrating our heritage. But don't worry, your trusted rands with the new designs and the older ones are still worth the same. So go on, use both with confidence. Our money, our pride. SA Reserve Bank, connecting us. As of here, they in the advert that the, on the 1st of June, that was yesterday, uh, we starting a youth month in South Africa uh, where we commemorate uh, the uh, efforts and uh, sacrifices of our, of our youth, I think. It's the youth of 1976, and the exact date to commemorate is the 16th of June. Uh, we're going to talk about it uh, sometime, I think, next week or a week after where we give you more details of what that day is all about. But um, just to also give you, uh, to look back in history, what was, um, you'd know, or historians will tell us that on the 31st of May, 1961, uh, South Africa gained its independence, that its sovereignty, uh, the Republic of South Africa, was established under the apartheid government still, uh, gaining its independence from the British Empire. Uh, this is according to the South African History Online. So this is when they wait, I think before there was a term used called the Union of South Africa, adopted around the 1902 uh, there, and uh, we had uh, South Africa uh, coming in on the 31st of May uh, 1961. And on the 1st of June uh, 2001, uh, that's about 22 years ago, uh, remember uh, the young, the very... Um, uh, eloquent young person called Ngosi Kolani Johnson. Does the name ring a bell? Yes. Uh, Kolani Ngosi Johnson left us on the 1st of June 2001. May his soul continue to rest in peace. For those that don't know Ngosi Johnson, he was a South African uh, HIV and AIDS activist uh, who greatly influenced our public perception of the pandemic uh, that is HIV and AIDS and its effect before his death. And he died at the age of 12. Um, at the age of 12, he was already on podiums and uh, giving information um, about this pandemic called HIV and AIDS. And he certainly left us on the 1st of June uh, 2001. And I think he was ranked the fifth amongst uh, some of the um, uh, South Africa's broadcasting corporation channel, SABC3, great South Africans uh, there at the time of his death. He was the longest surviving child born with HIV positive or the longest surviving child born HIV positive in South Africa. So, Johnson, may your soul continue to rest in peace. Your efforts will be continue to be um, advanced in the country. 
that was uh, what we are looking at when we look back in history today. That's what we have for you today. Uh, yeah. What did you think about uh, the insight uh, Africa? Uh, what the insight insight um, conversations that we just had in this particular segment? Let us know. Hashtag midday conversation African insight, or just use hashtag midday conversation and tag Ubuntu Radio ZA, or you can tag me Vusi Maupa. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, something that you don't want to miss, we have a new segment coming for you, uh, something that is more relevant to youngsters, relevant to people that want to go into business. This is a show that most people have been asking for, and is brought to you by Ubuntu Radio. Wouldn't you like to explore a country where two worlds intersect, where first world infrastructure meets an emerging market, where diversity is celebrated through its people and its sectors. Where one of the most powerful economies in Africa embraces new opportunities. Where science and technology enjoy rapid advancement. A land where innovation creates a dynamic environment for growth. The world's leader in mining and minerals, with nearly 90% of all the platinum metals on Earth and around 41% of all the world's gold. Home to 11 Nobel Peace Prize winners. And with the most UNESCO World Heritage Sites in Africa. It is one of only two countries in the world to have hosted three different World Cups, where a market of almost 60 million people provide you with the perfect springboard to access a continent of 1.3 billion people. It's where the impossible is made possible. Welcome to South Africa, a land of endless possibilities, a truly inspiring country. Welcome to the future. Invest in South Africa. Powered by Brand South Africa. Honoring the youth of 1976, commemorating the role of the youth in South Africa's liberation. June is Youth Month in South Africa, and Ubuntu Radio celebrates this important day and month with the youth of South Africa, Africa, and the diaspora. And the diaspora. We will focus on Youth Month activities and celebrations across all shows this month of June. Join in the celebration of the youth on Ubuntu Radio. Youth, moving South Africa forward. Still tuned into the midday conversation. This is Ubuntu Radio. Um, if you are running out of data bundles and you want to find alternatives on how to listen to us, quickly run to your DSTV and press 888, that's 888, and you'll be connected to us. Otherwise, if you're on DSTV and load shedding is about to happen, you can go on your phone and use uh, ubunturadio.com. That's where you can connect uh, to us. And uh, on social media, we are there on uh, Ubuntu Radio ZA. <clears throat> I'm saying mm-hmm, because I have something nice to share with you. Um, uh, before, uh, I think there was this, people say, bring something new, something that can be more inclusive and, and stuff. And uh, we thought to bring you this segment. And uh, this segment, we call it the selling point. We bring you the selling point. This is a segment that seeks to highlight the remarkable journeys of African businesses and uncovering the strategies and principles uh, principles that have propelled uh, these businesses to succeed. 
we will in this segment un- unravel their innovative approaches, disruptive ideas and unique business models that have allowed these businesses to thrive in challenging uh, environments. I'm sure you have a business or you're interested or you know someone in the business that have been in challenging environments. We want to know what made them succeed. I mean, from grassroots starts up to established enterprises, that's what we're going to talk about. And we'll explore this diverse range of industries and sectors within the African business continent and how they operate. We'll also delve det- into detail on the underlying factors that contributes to the resilience of these businesses by exploring how they navigate through obstacles and how they adapt to changing market dynamics and overcome the unique challenges they face. So, by exploring this, uh, by exploring their resilience, we aim to um, really inspire and, and, and empower you and as well as uh, aspiring entrepreneurs by providing you with the insights and lessons that can be applied in your ventures. So this is the show that speaks about business. This is a show that tries to put a spotlight into your business. If you have a business and you want to be featured on this show, uh, in particular this month we are celebrating youth uh, and you are young, you are in business, you want to get a spotlight, you think the African continent needs to know what you do and let us know on the hashtag Midday Conversation uh, or hashtag Midday Conversation in Twitter. Uh, we'll be able to reach out to you and uh, look into your business. And by, by doing this, we, we try to highlight your achievements as a business. Uh, we try to talk about your success stories um, in the country and, and elsewhere. We'll also uh, investigate the distinct features and strategies that sets your business apart by emphasizing the importance of finding unique selling point. Hence, we call this show the selling point or the segment of this show the selling point and we and will not live by offering um, or asking you to offer our listeners or other entrepreneurs practical advices, uh, tips and insights for uh, business owners to enhance their marketing, sales, customer services and overall business operations. That is what we do today. After the break, we'll introduce you to our guest today, joining us in studio. And you do not miss this. I can give you a tip. Uh, someone that has something that has to do with juices. If you're into dash and sugar-free drinks, soft drinks, uh, this is a segment that you do not miss. It's Sekbin Bush. Sekbin Bush. All over your radio. This is Pastime Paradise. You get the best of my love for the rest of my life. Tea connection. Now, still to come, we have the Pastime Paradise uh, power play. And today, I feature the mystery artist of the day is Bag. So I'm going to be giving you clues as to who our mystery artist of the day is. And you tell me who this artist is, right? (laughs) But for now, I'm going to be playing you two songs, one South African, one American. The bass line is almost the same. So you tell me. You tell me if South African music is not the best. Yes, Papa Machene. I'm still in love with you. Pastime Paradise, Sundays, 12 to 3 p.m. Central African Time. We just couldn't make it. 
Honoring the youth of 1976, commemorating the role of the youth in South Africa's liberation, June is Youth Month in South Africa and Ubuntu Radio celebrates this important day and month with the youth of South Africa, Africa and the diaspora. And the diaspora. We will focus on Youth Month activities and celebrations across all shows this month of June. Join in the celebration of the youth on Ubuntu Radio. Youth, moving South Africa forward. This is the Midday Conversation, African Insight. But now we have uh, talking the um, the selling point. That's a segment that we are introducing today. And we have uh, in the studio with us, Sabelo uh, Ntlagani Pumakubo, who's the founder and, uh, and the director at the H-Stone Traders, an entrepreneur and public speaker. He's passionate about building innovative solutions and driving positive change in the beverage sector. Sabelo embarked on an exciting, exciting entrepreneurship journey to address the pressing need in the market. And recognizing the opportunity to make a difference, Sabelo founded the Edge Stone with a vision to propel innovation through simplicity in Africa. The Edge Stone Traders is introducing products to Africa and ultimately to the world that will serve as a reliable, affordable and psychologically beneficial product. And uh, this company, I think the A-Stone, uh, produces premium sugar-free, this is the word, premium sugar-free drinks or soft drinks named Shake and Dash. And they established this in 2019. The company's listing of the refreshing beverages includes uh, watermelon uh, and berry infused with uh, only the best uh, is it quinine, I think. He'll tell us more about that. The sad part, though, is that Savelo is in the studio with us, but I don't see any side of shake and dash on the table. Savelo, how are you? Mr. Mahupa, I'm good. How are you? Thank you. I'm good, man. I was expecting some shake and dash. I saw that Sean and I could uh, shake and dash while we listen to what you have to tell us. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, um, I think maybe you can take the opportunity to go and take a lot or and take a lot you can go and take a lot purchase it there and you know how quick they are they can deliver it to you uh in the most convenient time so yeah ah so you you guys are on take a lot and you yeah. sell this uh, how does it look like when people are on take a lot what should they look for um, so it's, it's, it's a very distinct feature. You'll see it. Uh, it's got uh, three stripes across. It's a red. It's a, um, it's a little bit of green, you know, and you'll see it's, it's, it's written very, very clearly, shake and dash. Um, yeah, it's a very distinct feature designed to obviously catch your, your, your eye in terms of uh, what the product looks like and also what it also aligns to, which is it being a sugar-free beverage. Yeah. All right. And on, on retail, is not yet available, I suppose. Yeah, well, we're selling through primarily through our website. You know, uh, we are on Instagram. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 those are the uh, selling points that we are, we are, or selling places that we are moving through. So, yeah. Beautiful. Um, you know, when, when you talk products, these are things. I'm having a, a bottle of water. I, don't, I won't mention a brand. These are mm. things that exist. Yeah. But there's a person behind that. And sometimes when you develop this, there could be some inspiration or some something that pushes you. Let us bit, let us in a little bit into who, uh, who Sabelo is. I know I read the bio, but that's just yeah. written words. Who, who Sabelo is? Maybe where did you grow up and what inspired you to come up with this, uh, with this drink? Yeah, so, so um, 
Sabelo is a boy that uh, that grew up in Tembisa, um, that uh, you know always uh, saw entrepreneurship around him. You know, mm-hmm. my, my my grandfather was uh, was one of the first inspirations that I got in terms of entrepreneurship. He 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 was in business all his entire life. You know, I've never seen mm-hmm. my grandfather say he's picking up his bag and he's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandmother, same thing. Um, she she was also into knitting and she used to knit all these blouses that, you know, ladies used to wear to church and stuff like that. And, and so growing up in a home and in an environment, seeing that, you know, it inspired, it inspired me to, to, to step into entrepreneurship. I always knew that I had uh, something inside of me that uh, was always going to push me towards being an entrepreneur. Because again, growing up in that sort of environment, you know, uh, we were forced to not forced per se, but we we were in inverted commas forced to partake in, in the business activities. I mean, before I was uh, um, fifteen, you know, uh, they would leave us alone in the house, and we would easily serve the customers that would come, uh, give them the correct change, capture the right uh, dates uh, for them to to go onto whoever needed uh, tents to be installed, whether it was for a funeral, a wedding. I mean, I could do that yeah. before I was 15. So growing up in an environment around that really built the spirit of entrepreneurship around in me. And yeah, I, t- I took leverage of that in my, in my older years. Yeah. So then this, this runs in your family, right? And you have someone that has no clue his family was never at all interested in business. Uh, is there a chance for them that it could be like you in one day? I mean, if I've never had any lineage that had uh, a business interest. Yeah, no, I mean, I I, I don't definitely think it's a, it's a hereditary uh, gene uh, to be an entrepreneur. You know, in, in, in certain instances, some entrepreneurs are born. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you look at the book by Malcolm Cladwell where he speaks about outliers and what sort of circumstances contribute towards um, becoming a success in a, a certain sphere. So I'm, I'm one person who doesn't certainly think that um, becoming an entrepreneur has uh, some hereditary function. Sure. You can um, become an entrepreneur through just by uh, inspiration. You know, you might not even have an entrepreneurship bone inside of you, but through inst- inspiration, uh, through expertise, uh, through experience, um, uh, you you can obviously build uh, build a, a certain uh, business that can ultimately you know become successful one day. So it's not a hereditary function; mm. it's about um, what it takes inside of you to make that business successful. Yeah, talking about building, um, tell, take us through how, how did you start. Your 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 venture, um, the business that you you now have, you know, how, how did you come up with it? So it, it was um, it was an inspiration from uh, looking at the market and the different beverages and tonic beverages that were that were available in the market at the time. You know, uh, one we realized that not all sugar-free, bev- not all beverages that are available in the market are sugar-free. 
that's the first point. Second point is not all beverages that are in the market cater for more uh, exotic uh, taste, you know. Um, so that really inspired uh, myself. I pulled in a couple of friends um, to say, guys, let's let's do this thing, you know. Let's let's uh, make up a beverage that will cater specifically for. Um, uh, people who desire to not go into uh, or use beverages that are um, full on in sugar, um, let's let's find an alternative for for this market, and also for people who are looking for more of a different taste. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's what really inspired us to to build this beverage. And lastly, uh, you mentioned in the introduction that it is infused with quinine. So quinine is a is a certain type of flavor that gives it that bitter taste. Mm. Um, so when you taste the beverage, initially you you just find a little bit of a, a sweet, pleasant blend between uh, the taste that comes across a little bit bitter, but it's it's a little bit pleasant also. That's that's done to obviously if you do infuse it with a different type of uh, alcoholic beverage, whether it's gin, vodka, or whatever, mm. you know, it comes together very nicely and it doesn't uh, take away also from the flavors of the beverage that um, you are infusing it with. So, yeah, that's that's what really inspired us to, to, to start this, this beverage. I'm, I'm glad you didn't mention SARS. I thought in your opening you said you were inspired by sugar tax. <laughs> <laughs> no. You were trying no. to avoid sugar tax, but... Uh, there's obviously, uh, there, there was a conscious thought in your mind to have a positive contribution to the society. Yeah, I mean, funny enough, you know, that's, that's what most people think when, when they see anything that's sugar-free. But what most people don't realize is that most of the products in the world right now are moving towards um, um, being health-conscious to what, mm-hmm. what is the impact of that product in your body and ultimately what does it help you uh, to achieve in terms of your health goals in the long term you know so most products are moving towards that um, and currently uh, even if you look at some of the beverages that might have not really achieved the required levels because obviously people are addicted to a certain taste but they, they're moving towards what is the impact of the ingredients that we use in the beverage that will have on our consumers and so that's what made us to make the 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 beverage uh, primarily sugar-free is because we want to contribute towards um you know having a better impact on you consuming our beverage you know mm-hmm. um, people these days want to have a higher life expectancy we have a problem with uh, diabetes we have a problem with all sorts of diseases that cause us to uh, to live a shorter life mm-hmm. but now people are coming towards a point of how do we actually live longer and they're looking at uh, what they consume and what they consume ultimately is you know, beverages and, and foods. And those beverages can help us to live longer if and only if we take sugar-free beverages. Yeah. It, is, it sounds to me that it, you know, it, it requires a specific way of living, which is disciplined kind of a lifestyle. Um, it will be, it's, it's much easier for someone to pick a Coke and have caffeine and sugar and then someone to pick water and just drink. Um, what are some of the challenges in this kind of a niche market or when we're starting up this approach um, have you have you came across? Yeah, I mean, a, a, a lot of people 
uh, like I said, um, that they're already used to a certain type of taste. Mm. And uh, that's because um, big business has gotten that exactly right. You know, they've, they've, they've put that ingredient to the point that even if you taste a Coke light or you taste a different version of, of the beverage, it, it, it doesn't really hit the necessary spot, right? Mm. So it's a psychological thing. Right. So the difficulty that we've had to come across is to balance the level of sweetness uh, so that when somebody consumes something that openly says sugar free, it doesn't come across as something that is tasteless. And I think that's where um, a lot of people are having uh, challenges right now to say that they think of something that is sugar free, something that is gluten free, something that is something, something free. You know, they just think mm-hmm. that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be something that's dull and tasteless and uh, doesn't hit the necessary sweet spot. But it, it's, it's actually the opposite effect that. Um, we've gotten the sweetness right, we've gotten the taste right, such that even if you are tasting something that is sugar-free, though we use artificial sugar, um, it will still hit the necessary spot in your neurons to say that you are consuming a certain level of sugar. But it doesn't have the negative effects that more mainline beverages that use natural sugars would, would, would have onto you. So, yeah. It's definitely a, th- a good thought process that you had when you, you came up with this uh, drink. And uh, look, if you're hosting the next party or if you uh, have something strong you want to shake and dash, um, be so kind and, and, and go online and look out for shake and dash. Uh, that's a, a beverage by uh, the H-Stone uh, Traders. And we're talking today with Sabelo Makubo, who's the founder of this H-Stone Traders. Uh, we'll take a quick break and uh, after this, continue our conversation with Sabelo. Honoring the youth of 1976, commemorating the role of the youth in South Africa's liberation. June is Youth Month in South Africa and Ubuntu Radio celebrates this important day and month with the youth of South Africa, Africa and the diaspora. And the diaspora. We will focus on Youth Month activities and celebrations across all shows this month of June. Join in the celebration of the youth on Ubuntu Radio. Youth, moving South Africa forward. What is Africa? Is it the wildlife, the beautiful coasts, thriving cities? It is more than that. It is the people. Our 55 countries have many things in common. Our cultures bind us together. They give us strength and identity. They make us proud. By sharing our knowledge and working together, we're building a new Africa that's driven by investments, by game-changing infrastructure projects, and using transformative technology to change the way we live, work, and conduct business. Using our largest natural resource, our vast arable land, we are making advances in agriculture, developing new industries, creating jobs and improving livelihoods. Together, we are moving forward on economic integration. By consolidating Africa's significant internal market to foster trade within the continent and with the world, Africa is open for business. We are building the Africa we want. So, 
What is the continent of the future? The answer is Africa. Thank you for staying with us. This is the Midday Conversation. And now we are in the selling point with our guest, Sabelo Makubo. My name is Vusi Maupa. And Sabelo is the founder of the Edge Stone Traders. They have a drink in the market. Uh, please go check it out. Shake and Dash, I understand, is available on Take A Lot. If you want to support Sabelo, uh, go ahead. Makubo, how many people are we looking at? This is quite a labor-intensive um, in product. Uh, it doesn't... You don't sit on a computer and, and come up with a drink. Uh, there's a value chain. How many people are you employing in the in this uh, product? Well, we're still a startup, you know. Um, so we've had stints where we've had about uh, two uh, interns that uh, we were employing to look at mostly the administration side of things. But, you know, the... The value chain of it is um, very heavily reliant on um, external suppliers. So we've got, um, you know, people from Aromatech who who put the flavor of the beverage together for us. You know, um, we've got um, guys that obviously do the mixing and and canning of of the beverage. You know, we've got individuals that we source the cans from uh, and the sleeving of. of the can so it's it's quite an extensive um, uh, process to go through in order to just put one uh, beverage uh, together so yeah but we we rely heavily on um, South African South African run businesses that help us a lot to to go through the whole value chain yeah that's beautiful because I mean if you you have two intents it doesn't mean that's the employment you contribute to the whole people in the value chain they benefit yeah primarily from the existence of your business yeah so so well done on that man it's it's a, it's something that i think we should all take up upon ourselves to create this employment directly or indirectly and how, how do you reach your customers what um what strategies do you employ in in targeting your customers yeah we've positioned ourselves as a very social media heavy business that um, is reliant on marketing um, through our Instagram page that is reliant on marketing through our Facebook page that's reliant on um, just social media marketing you know because that's a, that's the easiest and and most available form of marketing and most easily accessible to most of our customers and, and, and consumers um, then obviously once we we move away from social media we do have a more traditional marketing where we um, um, go to events and places and you know we we have people taste the product tell us what they think give us feedback and uh, should there be a partnership that's established with that event um, then we can easily go and, 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 and direct them towards where the beverages are being sold and say, look, this product that you've just tasted, it's available. You know, you can just go there and, and, and buy it at where uh, the beverages are being sold in that particular event. So that's how we have positioned uh, to start off and access our customers and also um, just to get out there into the market. Yeah, I see you talk, someone I'm sure is writing down, uh, well, I'm not sure, but I would take someone who's writing down to 
to, to say this is how to go about the business. But maybe let's put it out there explicitly. What are some of the tips that you'd give a startup for um, marketing, sales, maybe um, overall customer service if they are looking into starting a business, um, particularly in the line that you're at? Yeah, I mean, we see, I think this is, yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a very... Um, important question, especially with the state of entrepreneurship in in, in South Africa and, and and Africa as a whole, it's it's a very important a part of the conversation that we need to deal with in terms of what do we actually need to do, you know. Um, but what I've learned in my journey is number one to understand the regulation of um, the sector that you trade in. You know, it, it's very important that you know um, what sort of regulation is there around the sector that you trade in because that can ultimately, one, um, propel you towards better success or collapse your business in the long end because you have not built the business around uh, the right regulation, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and then secondly is, as a startup, it's very important to build the right parts of the business correctly. Mm-hmm. So make sure before you get, I mean, it's, it, it, I could have been easily tempted the day that I received the product to just immediately build an Instagram page and, you know, just um, make sure that I, I, I just, you know, sell it like they and then, you know, but I had to build the important parts of the business correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the name Shake and Dash is a registered trademark. Mm. Um, we've got proper systems in place in terms of uh, finance and how we handle the money that comes in and how it ha- we handle it out, you know. In terms of our social media presence, we've got a very specific strategy in terms of how we approach um, our marketing in terms of social media. So that's the second point. Mm. Make sure that you build the parts of the business correctly um, so that one day when this thing takes off and it becomes huge um, you don't struggle because you've you yourself as the entrepreneur have built those parts of the business and you understand the mechanics of how those parts of the business work Mm. you know Um, so yeah those are some of some of the tips that you can say um, as as a startup that you should follow lastly uh, make sure that you get into the right um, um, partnerships and you get into the right uh, forms of funding. You know, don't just be desperate to look for anybody to partner up with you in, in, into business. Mm-hmm. Look for the right people who have the right mentality, who have the same state of mind, who are going to be committed to the process. And also, um, when you do decide to go out for funding, you know, make sure that you partner up with the right people that are going to fund you for the right reasons. You know, that's going to understand the mechanics of your business, its ups and its, its downs, its lefts and its rights, and, and that they're going to make sure that they support you right through and through and not having just an interest of um, um, what you give back to them. So, yeah, those are my top three tips. It's powerful tips there. I hope you're writing down or the podcast will be available to you if you miss some of the tips for you to really get into it. But let us know on uh, what you think of uh, what uh, Sabelo um, has shared with us. Let us know uh, using the hashtag midday conversation and tagging uh, Ubuntu Radio ZA on the social media will be looking out for those. He's from the Edgestone Traders uh, and uh, running a good uh, business that is selling Shake and Dash 
be uh, drinks or soft drinks, uh, sugar-free. I should underscore that. And uh, they have uh, some stocks like watermelon and berry infused with the quinine, as he explained what quinine is. Um, um, cool. Before we close, I'd like to do a quick quiz uh, with my guests. I think this is what we're going to do in this show, in this segment of the show. I have three questions for you, and I just want you to give me a scale on the two and just give me your thoughts on the last one. The outlook of doing business in Africa on the scale of uh, 10? I would say right now we're at about a, at a six. Um, on the ease, sorry. On the ease, ease of, of doing, doing business. business. Yes. Yeah, I, I would say that we're, we're at about a six. Um, but the, 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 the outlook is good. It's positive. It's a positive six. Um, we have some opportunities that we are taking care of, that we, we would want to take advantage of. Hence, I said earlier on, the state of entrepreneurship in Africa right now is in a very good space because we have a lot of uh, young people in the continent and um, we've got a lot of opportunities yeah. that we can take advantage of. So we're in a very good space in terms of um, ease of doing business. So it's a six, it's an upward six, and hopefully it will be a positive outlook. Yeah. Uh, now I'll take it as a 6.9. Yeah, <laughs> 6.9. <laughs> All right. And uh, tell me about the outlook of economic growth in, in, the, in South Africa. Do you have hope out of 10? We've got some challenges. We've got some um, things that we are, are facing right now. Obviously, the very, very obvious problems, you know, like unemployment, um, the energy crisis and so forth. But I think I'm a generally an optimistic person you know and i think once we go over those hurdles we have a very 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 good country that will have so much infrastructure to to be able to support uh, economic growth to be able to support ultimately um, entrepreneurship and so forth so i would say i'd put it again at about a six if you 6.9 if you say (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's it's a six going on a very strong seven and uh, on digital transformation on small businesses uh, in the country, what's your sense of the outlook of that? How, how transformative are we in as far as digital space is concerned? Um, I would say very transformative because I think um, once my business is registered, um, I start to trade, I have a bank account. Um, I'm able to set up a social media page very easily. Mm. You know, I'm able to go to my local internet cafe very easily. I'm able to um, transact uh, digitally, digitally or over the internet very easily. Mm. You know, so I can I can be in Cape Town, I can be in Eastern Cape, Kailicha, and I can have customers that are based in Joburg. Mm. And we can transact, we can send product easily. Um, and we can also uh, pay each other uh, easily over the internet and so forth. So I think it's a very good it's a very good outlook. I'd, I'd give that actually about an eight point five. Eight point five. Yeah. Mm. You strike me like an optimistic person, like you said, Makubo. Um, and this is what I'm gonna do, right? I'm gonna make you an offer on the table. This is a live show, by the way. I'm gonna make you an offer, um, and you take me up on it. And, and Sean is here. He'll give yeah. me a green light if he wants. We have this segment called the, um, what, what do we call it? The, the selling point. And it doesn't have a producer yet. And uh, you sound like you're quite optimistic. Are you willing to take up this and, and run with it as our producer? That's a very compelling offer. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can't refuse because this is a live show. But um, yeah, I would love to. I'd love to take it up and, and, and see where we can go with this. So yeah. 
breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. We have a new producer in the building, Sabelo Makubo. You talk, we're talking to him. He will be the uh, producer of the show officially. Uh, green light from Sean. Sean is coughing. Yes. Uh, way to go. Welcome. And if we had the applause, I would ask that we do some applause there. But congratulations, sir. You got yourself um, this uh, uh, opportunity. Uh, welcome to the show, man. We're looking forward to working with you over the next uh, few or many years to come. And uh, yeah, who do you think you can bring us next? Next week we have a show again. We need to talk to someone. Yep. Um, what are we looking at in your mind? What, who comes to your mind? Uh, you look, man, we're looking at we can. Uh, this is uh, June. It's um, Young People's Mind, Young People's Month. We can look at people who've who've been in uh, Forbes thirty under thirty. You know, mm. we've got a lovely lady uh, from uh, Botswana. Uh, her name is Dr. Wedu Simola guy. Uh, she's into aesthetics medicine. Uh, she's yeah. a she's a medical doctor. And uh, she was just recently featured on Forbes 30 Under 30. So we're trying to get her on the show. Um, it's looking positive. She's, yeah, she's, she's amazing, man. She's amazing. So I think keeping with the theme of young people for, for the month of June, we're going we're gonna to start with that. The man has set the bar high, uh, starting the show himself, uh, being the guest and uh, moving on to produce and get us those good guests and ensuring that we get the word out there in the African continent. As we said, this is South Africa, but we go out and this is talking Botswana already, um, talking about um, the, the lady there. So we can't wait uh, to work with you, Makubo, and uh, we're certainly looking forward to growing this segment of the show with you. Thanks, Maupa. I really enjoyed uh, my time here. It's been amazing. I hope that our journey in terms of uh, the selling point is going to be even even better. So, yeah, looking forward to it. We'll try to make it better by all means possible. And uh, how do people get hold of you if someone wants to uh, reach out to you? How do they do that? I'm available on Twitter at uh, Sabelo underscore Makubo. Um, you can reach out to us at uh, sabelo at edgestonetraders.com. Um, yeah, so those are the two primary ways of reaching out to me in terms of email, in terms of uh, social media. You can go onto our website, www.shakeandash.com. That's where you can find our product. You can reach out to us on Instagram uh, at uh, shakeanddash underscore. Um, that's where you can find us. Yeah. If you missed any of the information that Sabelo shared, look out for the podcast. Otherwise, use the hashtag Midday Conversation and tag Ubuntu Radio ZA. We'll be able to help you to get hold of Sabelo. And that's if you're a guest, uh, you're a business person, you want to come into the show, Sabelo will help you uh, do that. Or if you want to react to any of the points we spoke about, uh, we'll help you also to do that. Um, that's what we have for you for the day. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you so much for staying with us until this point of the show. We had a great time with you and I would trust you did uh, have the time, a great time with us um, as well. And uh, thanks to our great uh, guest from the Reserve Bank, uh, Ms. Pal Khaleri, uh, the head of currency management that we spoke to earlier on. And uh, thanks to Sabelo uh, Makubo uh, from uh, the company that we just spoke about. I think it's the Edge Traders. Uh, Edge Stone Traders uh, and Sabelo will be the new producer of the uh, uh, the Selling Point that has joined us. And uh, thanks to you for staying put and listening to us from whichever medium we are joining us from into. Um, we appreciate you for that great um, 
patience and uh, we look forward to your contributions and insight. Let us know how we can make this show better for you um, uh, going forward on the hashtag Midday Conversation. Otherwise, uh, we'll see you again next week. Thank you to our spectacular producer, Mbegazel Mazibugo, on the technical side, Sean Mlaudzi, and our contributor economist, Sipesile Majobe Sitole, for being uh, the contributing economist on the show. Until we meet again next week, for now, bye-bye.